Welcome to the Double I Show Fantasy Island Fantasy Football Edition. We're coming at you with another one this week. We're going into week four. We're going to do a little recap of week three. And with me, as always, is this motley crew of guys, R.W. King and Bombo. Fellas, how the hell are you? What's up? What's up? What's going on? Great to be here, Islanders. All right, guys, so uh, let's go ahead and start getting into week three recap of who our studs were for week three. There's a lot to choose from. Week three was big. There was a lot of stuff going on in week three. So I'm going to go ahead and throw it over to you, Bombo. Who was your week three stud? My week three stud is Devontae Smith. He was getting drafted as a wide receiver three, maybe wide receiver four. Keep in mind, folks, this was the wide receiver one in Philly last year. He's the wide receiver one this year. A.J. Brown is just a cherry on top for that offense. This whole offense is clicking. They got a stud QB. And I know we mentioned it during the divisional round. If your QB can extend the play and run around for about seven seconds, a really good receiver can get open. We forget that Devontae Smith had the greatest college wide receiver season ever and won the Heisman because of it. He's getting eight targets a game. He's just coming off of a week three, eight catches, 169 yards and a touchdown off 12 targets. He put up a goose egg in week one. And I think that the offense saw that and realized this guy's too talented to, to get blanked on the score sheet. And uh, yeah, he was a stud in week three. You want all parts of this Eagles offense right now. They're clicking on all cylinders. As soon as they get their running game going, then you can we can start talking about Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell. But right now, any part of that Eagles passing game and Jalen Hurts are studs any week. So keep them in hey, your lineup. Hey there, Bombo. Real quick. Don't you think, though, that their running game isn't really Miles Sanders? It's really Jalen Hurts. I mean, that's pretty much it right, right now. Don't you think? Yeah, we're looking at similar to a like a Baltimore type offense where the quarterback is the the main rushing weapon but Miles Sanders is no slouch they have people there and they have the offensive line to do it hope that the Eagles team will realize that you kind of want to keep your quarterback upright as much as possible take a page out of that Trey Lance book and learn from it but up until they somebody beats them or these guys lay a goose egg I mean I think that's almost a new trend in the NFL I mean that's Buffalo too you know, Josh yeah. Allen's their leading rusher. You know, they run back by committee. It just almost yeah. seems like that's the new thing. You know what I mean? If you got a big stud that can run back there or somebody who can run back there, you know, and I mean, let's, I mean, put it into perspective, right? I mean, the only one who's sort of the anomaly, Jalen Hurts is a big dude. He's got some guns, dog. This is a big dude. He could take a hit. I'm sure he could. Josh oh, Allen's sure. a big dude. Sure. Lamar's not, but Lamar's so fast and quick. He doesn't seem to take that big hit. But the other guy that I think yeah. that's always like the speed guy, but they don't have him like this, is Kyler Murray. Because I think he would just get crushed. I mean, you well, know, think about it. Dude. He's only 5'10". Well, yeah, but think about yeah, it. That's what Frisco thinks is going to get him to the Super Bowl, win, to win the Super Bowl. Jimmy G is not that guy. They need that other aspect of that running quarterback in their offense. You know, their offense is designed for that. So there's a lot of teams like that now. So, I mean. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. I just think, but, you know, but, yeah, Philly just taking a big step and all those guys there are just, they're going to flourish because of Jalen Hurts. You know, yeah, I agree. And, and to Bombo's point, Devontae Smith, I mean, this is his second year and he was the number one receiver last year. And now he's going up against the number twos and he's just feasting. And Hurts having a big year is just going to make it even better. 
Well, it's going to go back and forth, guys, and I'll just throw a couple things out. Like Jalen Waddle, last couple weeks has been blowing up. I'm sure teams are going to try to stop him now. So it's going to even out. It's going to do the same in Philly. They're going to start trying to stop Devontae Smith, and then it'll even out. And now it's all fair across the board, and these guys should have big ears. I think Jalen Hurts, is, yeah. he took a big step. You know, I think that's the key, right? Yeah. Yeah, big time. No, that's an excellent point there, King. Actually, King, why don't we just go ahead and stay with you, and why don't you give us who your uh, week three stud is? Well, he's not just my week three stud, but I guess he's like my first three week stud. This guy's ridiculous. I can't wait for him to stop scoring touchdowns, but Lamar Jackson. I mean, this guy's just redonkulous right now, dude. And he's he's going to make somebody pay him. Right. He stopped his contract negotiation. They didn't want to pay him all the guaranteed money. They're like, okay, we're not sure. I don't know what their problem was because they can't win a game without him. I mean, I don't know why they didn't pay him. And he's going to go out and ball his ass off this year. Dude, he's probably on pace to get like 60 touchdowns. That's ridiculous. And, And you're waiting for him to have a bad week. Okay. He had a bad week last week. He only he only threw for 220 yards, three touchdowns, and ran for 100 yards and another touchdown. He runs for a fucking freaking 100 yards. That's yeah. crazy. First three weeks of the year, he's and that's another guy like you know Bombo was saying is a leading rusher of their team. You know he's the team. That guy is the team, is. and that's it, it's such a ridiculous percentage of what he does. This guy is just I I, I got to wait for him to stop. You know, I've never seen nothing like this. I don't know if he could keep this pace up all year, you know, but if he does, he's MVP again, you know, and he's going to oh, be he's somebody definitely on pace for an MVP year. Well, yeah. That's an I excellent mean, point. That's if an you excellent have 60 point. touchdowns, then no one's going to be close to you, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Lamar sure. Jackson. Pay the man. And he's efficiently slinging the rock and scoring touchdowns with his arm. And it's you're completely just we're so used to Lamar doing what he does with his legs that we're just compl- like we're, it's not even a highlight anymore when the guy breaks for a 79 yard touchdown run, especially because it's being overshadowed by three touchdown, three to four touchdowns through the air from the guy. And that was what all of his critics were saying. Right. Well, can he do it with his arm? He's doing it with his arm and he's also reminding you that he can do it with his legs. And you, you're right, King, until proven otherwise, this is this I don't is know if you guys guy have seen any games, but so I think far. it's a good point, Bombo. Like he's almost throwing the ball mad. Like he like proving a point. Yeah, and he's threading that shit. He's putting yeah, some stuff. Yeah. Point. So yeah, man, this guy's gonna be tough to beat, man. You guys got him in any of your leagues? No, I'm going against him in like every league, and it's painful. Look, I got him in two leagues. Yeah, I'm just. I'm yeah, I got him in two leagues. You know, I'm in so many leagues. I got him in two leagues because I thought, you know, when I drafted early, these were earlier leagues when I had the draft, and I was just thinking same thing. Just he's going to be a free agent. He was an MVP. He's going to ball his ass out until he fucking blows out a tire or something. You know what I mean? But I didn't expect this. But yeah, Lamar Jackson, week three, week two, week one, so far MVP for me. Yeah, absolutely. He's looking for that Deshaun Watson guaranteed money type thing. I think that's the holdup is he wants all that 100% guaranteed. Think about it, dude. The guy wins 80% of his games or something stupid like that. I mean, okay, yeah. he hasn't wanted all the playoffs, but you know what? It's He has to mature a little bit. I'll take 80% wins until you get there, bro. 
You know what I mean? That's it's going to keep fans in the stands. It's going to keep people happy. Money coming in. They're going to be on national TV. It's big money, and they're going to recoup all that money plus some. I'm just saying. I don't know what they're doing. You got to pay them. Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl for that team, and right now you're thinking about the face of that franchise. Lamar Jackson is the face of that franchise. And he's one. He's pretty clean off the field, right, guys? I mean, I have never heard anything about him. He's pretty clean off the field. He doesn't do shit. You know what I mean? He's more like a country guy, I think. But pay him. Yeah, Yeah, just pay pay him. Pay him. We got a consensus. Pay him. It's not our money, so it's easy. Just go ahead and pay him. Anyway, guys, all right. So I'm going to go ahead and go into mine right now, which for me, week three stud has got to be Khalil Herbert. This guy, you know, yes, Montgomery went down and Khalil Herbert was kind of, you know, plugged in and he just balled out. But hear me out. He was balling out before that. He wasn't getting the amount of touches that Montgomery was, but every touch he got, it just seemed like it was a big time breakaway. Like, you know, they were huge chunks. But then last week when, when Montgomery went down with his knee slash ankle, I mean, he didn't do much. Kilo Herbert didn't really do much. He only did 157 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, come on guys. If that's not worthy of making our stud list, I don't know what the hell is, especially this guy, I don't know. It's almost as if they're hoping that he takes over from Montgomery so that they don't have to re-up Montgomery because they haven't negotiated contracts with him. He's in his final contract. And it really just seems like Herbert's going to be the guy there. He's a change of pace kind of running back for that team. And I really like what he's doing right now. So last week, balled out. So for me, that's got to be my week three stud, guys. Yeah, I like what I'm seeing from the Bears, a rushing attack. There might not be anything else going on there but that rushing attack, but they're two and one, and it's on the legs of Montgomery and Herbert. Herbert's balled out recently, but you know, hopefully Montgomery comes comes back. We got some stock in Montgomery as well, but uh, you know, I think the Bears are set at running back right now, and with that line and what they're doing run blocking wise, they can just get it together quarterback and passing game wise. Well, I think that's a that's a there. perfect another perfect example of a team that their quarterback needs to be a part of the running attack because they got no fucking receivers. He, he, they're last in a fucking passing offense in the fucking league. And the kid looks like he doesn't want to throw. Okay, you don't want to throw? Then run, motherfucker. Because you know what? That's going to open everything up for everybody else. Now you're fucking running an option like Lamar. Which guy's got it? Who's got it? Who's got it? Who's got it? I don't know who's got it. That's, that's what you want. You want to confuse them. If you're going to make this guy a pocket passer, Whatever. I'm just saying. They're trying to, it, it almost seems like they're trying to make him a pocket passer a little bit. And but it, I mean, going to Bombo's point, it's sort of like, I, I think what you were like implying, Bombo's, that needs, you know, they need to open up some stuff. And that's going to make they the do. running game even better. Yeah. You know, once you do that, now the teams can't just key on the run. And, you know, even with Khalil Herbert's day, they were just fucking loading the box. He was just having a day. You know, and he's right. For whatever reason, if the Bears can do anything, they can run block the last few years. And Montgomery has some good games. But Montgomery's more of a, I don't know, more of a, not a plotter, but a chunker, the way he runs. And Khalil Herbert's more smooth. And he's more fluid. And he catches the ball much better in transition. He transitions his hips better. And it seems like he gets back up to full speed a lot faster. So he and I've heard too that they're not 
you know, so sold on David Montgomery. They want to see him in this offense. And now that he got hurt, he's probably going to lose his job to Khalil Herbert or a big chunk of it. Because why are they going to keep feeding David Montgomery if they're probably going to cut him anyway or let him walk a free agent? So, yeah, exactly. It's a good point. And I think they'll probably just end up letting him walk, you know. So, all right, guys. Well, that wraps up our three studs of last week of week three. So kind of looking forward now, we're going to go into week four and we're going to talk about who are our must starts. So these are the guys that we really need to start no matter what. They're in your lineup. You just got to play them. And so I'm going to go ahead and throw it over there to you, King. King, who is your must start of the week? Well, I think my must start of the week is somebody who I sort of thought in the beginning of the year, and you guys are probably going to give me some shit, but Amari Cooper. You know, Amari Cooper is a top-tier receiver, and he's proving it. And, you know, I'm going to use those, you know, term here is he's almost showing that he's quarterback proof and that maybe all the problems that he's having with these other offenses aren't really him. I know he has some trouble staying on the field, but all receivers do. I mean, even though he gets banged up a little bit, he does get banged up quite a bit, I'll say earlier in his career. But he, I mean, he stayed on the field pretty much last year. He missed a couple games. You know, the COVID shit was the COVID shit. But, dude, the last couple of weeks, you guys got to admit, he's balling out. He's not catching anything over the top, but he's getting eight or nine receptions on 10 or 11 targets. I think he even had 10 receptions on 12 or 13 targets. And he's getting over 100 yards the last couple of weeks. The first week, he had two targets. After that, they've just been throwing him the ball. He's the best guy. I'm sure they went back in the room and told Jacoby Brissett on the films, look, this motherfucker's open. Throw him the ball. Look for him first. He's our guy. And I'm sure he had tons of separation. It's just Jacoby Brissett probably had a habit or something because now it just looks like that's who he's looking for. So to me, I think even going forward, just looking at plugging him in as a starter or even a really good flex. Samari Cooper, man. I mean, I know he's a, he's got a touchdown in the last each of the last two weeks as well. So it isn't like he's not, you know, getting touchdowns or he's touchdown dependent, no yardage, 100-yard games and touchdowns. So, Amari Cooper, Jacoby Brissett, keep that shit rolling, dog. Yeah, and so you know, gotta give give Brissett a little bit of credit there too, because against the Steelers, he made Cooper and uh, David Njoku look like you know pass catching stars. And really, wasn't isn't that what everyone was saying, right? The Browns have the talent, they have the offensive line, they got a couple studs on defense. You know, if they could just squeak by with Jacoby Brissett until Deshaun Watson gets back, you know, is this a playoff team? What can they do? Brissett's doing all he can to make sure that. You know, they stay respectable. So, yeah, I like that. I like I like Cooper's chances in this offense if he's going to be targeted as much as he's going to Okay, Bombo, I got a question for you. able to get open. If, say, they were, okay, so Deshaun's out 11 weeks, right? He comes back week 12. And then, so he would have six or seven games, whatever it is, to play, right? Six, five games? 17 weeks? Five weeks? If they were, say, eight and three, probably leading the division or close to it up there with them. You know what I mean? The division leaders staring right at a wild card. Do you think they would make the playoffs and do well with Deshaun Watson? I think if they're eight and three and Brissett is the reason why they're eight and three, Watson has to hold the clipboard because that means Brissett's got the locker room. 
and you can't mess up the chemistry like that. It would be if you know what they they would start they would start Watson in. They lose all the rest of their games and they'd miss the playoffs because that's what the Browns would and do. Yeah, I sort of time Brown move though. Well, the dude hasn't played in two years. It was well, even he like didn't that. look sharp in the preseason. Well, game that's that what I was gonna say. He either. couldn't even like he wasn't even like throwing the ball right. Like the shit was hitting guys in their feet. So I think mean, that's a good point, you know. But man, I don't know if they would have the balls to stay stick with Jacoby Brissett, dude. That's tough because, I mean, you went through all that shit, paid all that shit, got all the problems, you know, like all the critics saying, how could you take this guy after he did that and whatever. But ah, that's a good point. Browns are going to brown. They'll do it. Yeah. They'll do that exact thing. Yeah, they'll fuck something somehow, some way. All right, all right. So let's keep that train rolling. Okay, so Bombo, who is your must start of this week? My must start of the week is Javante Williams from the Broncos. Bottom line, he's going against the statistically the worst team in the league. What we saw last week was Derrick Henry get his get right game against Las Vegas. He was he went off on them. And the only thing we're waiting on on Javante because he's getting the usage is the touchdowns. We kind of been waiting on the whole offense to spark. This is a good spot for them to start to start right now against Las Vegas and. You know, everybody that listens to the show knows what King has said about Javante. None of it's wrong. You know, the guy runs hard. He's fast. He's powerful, explosive. He can catch. He's, you know, had that goal line fumble, but that speaks more to the defense on that opening game against Seattle. I just think that right now it's, it's, it's a good mixture of talent and opportunity. And you have a great opportunity when you're going against Las Vegas right now. So my must start is Javante Williams. I, you know what I, I'm, I'm blowing the dude. But did any of you guys see the game last week? And it almost seemed like he got in trouble. Something happened, maybe with a coach or something on the sideline. And then Melvin Gordon started getting a lot of carries, and they showed Javante on the sidelines, and he had his like his helmet like sitting on top of his head, like pissed off, standing there like a little bit behind the the line of guys that are waiting to go in. So I think they benched him a little bit. I don't know if he missed an assignment or he did something wrong. I don't know, dude. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? That, I saw that's that what too. it could have been. He, he, you know, and that's the things we don't understand. Like if he misses a blocking assignment, that's huge. You know, and if he does it like two or three times and doesn't pick up the blitz right or something, okay, dude, you, you don't get it. Sit down. You're not thinking right. And he was pissed. So I, I hope he comes out with a vengeance this week, man. You know, I think it's a good it's a good strategy, Cotton. You know what I mean? It's a bold strategy. It's a bold strategy. You know what I mean? But yeah. Hey, and he's so cheap too in DFS, dog. I had to buy him all day long. But yeah, I, I like Javante. Good pick, Bombo. Yeah, no, that's an excellent pick there, Bombo. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to go ahead and stay with the running back position. And this week, for me, it's got to be James Robinson. I mean, the guy's rushed for a touchdown in every single game so far. I know it's only three games in, but he's had at least one rushing touchdown in each game. And he's had a total of 230 yards on the ground so far. So this guy's kind of been a bonus for them. He wasn't expected to be back so early and he sure as hell wasn't expected to be performing the way that he's performing right now. You know, everybody was kind of figuring Etienne was going to be the man there. And Robinson said, you know what? Fuck that. I'm the man. This is my team. So I don't know. I really think he's going to be the guy there, especially this season. He's going to be kind of the lead back situation. I just don't see Etienne doing it. And for me, your must start has got to be James Robinson. 
Yeah, everyone was pretty much writing this guy's obituary over the summer. Hey, you know what? Shout out to any of these guys that are coming out, coming back off these career-ending injuries. You know, back in the day, an Achilles for a running back, he wasn't coming back with any of oh, this yeah. type of juice. Robinson's running hard, catching passes. He's, you know what I mean? This this guy's they've been you playing with house money yarder or something, right? He's been producing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, sick. Yes, dude. Nah, he's talking about talking. Kind of to what your point when you were talking about, you know, Javante Williams, you you know, King, you mentioned that, that I hope he runs with a vengeance. I mean, that's exactly how James Robinson is running right now. Well, I think that's how he always runs. He runs so fucking hard. I mean, look at it when he broke out his rookie year. And then he sort of got banged up a little bit and the team went to shit last year. That was his second year and the coach that was there didn't like him. But look at the coach. Yeah, now the yeah, new coach exactly. comes in and loves him. You know, and Etienne's got to learn. He's a rookie. And basically, I know he was a rookie last year, but he never hit the field. So he's a rookie. You know, so yeah, I mean, he's got to earn that share time and he's got to learn a little bit and he'll get it. He'll, they'll start splitting it because they know they need him. They need to integrate him in the offense. He's a weapon. But it, I think it's the same thing too. what Bombo was talking earlier. The quarterback play is opening it up too for these guys. You know, the quarterback play of Trevor Lawrence is opening it up. They can, now they can't sit in that box because he's back there shredding them. So, okay, you don't do that. It's a light box. I got one guy to beat in the secondary. James Robinson runs for 50. Yeah. Uh, it's, and it's it's by design, the way that they're doing it. I mean, and they're executing it perfectly. They really are. So it's uh, pick your poison now over there in Jacksonville. All right, guys, now we got to start going into who's our must-sits of week four. And I got to tell you, there is a lot to choose from because there's a lot of guys that just are not performing the way that we thought they would. And so I'm really interested to hear what you guys have to say this week about who the hell you're going to pick. So, uh, Bombo, why don't you kind of throw it out there on who your sit is for this week? All right, I'm going to throw my coconuts out there. The name that probably no one wants to sit but hear me out. I'm going to say Debo Samuel versus the Rams. You know, McVay and his coaching staff are real petty. You know, they're, they're players coaches and they listen to their players. And, and I mean, remember last year when there was the big problem with Robert Woods not getting any passes? He had a game where he got zeroed out. The very next game, he got 12 targets and 150 yards receiving because they listened to all the naysayers. And, you know, McVay, he's just that type of coach. This team is sick of Debo Samuel putting them on highlight films. It's the Niners and the Rams rivalry. And, you know, this last season, it was the Debo show running all over them. And what happened when the Rams finally were able to go, you know, go over that hump and beat the Niners last year to go to Super Bowl? They contained Debo. They, they, they hit him hard. They lit him up. And that's what they're going to focus on. The Rams may not even win the game, but they're not going to let Debo beat them. So I, I expect tons of defensive presence on him. And maybe it opens up for Kittle. Maybe it opens up for Ayuk. But the Rams are down for that. And I just I just don't see the Rams letting Debo run all over him, catch all over him. I and mean, I think they're going to make Jimmy G prove it with some other weapons. This doesn't have anything to do with Debo's ability. I think they the good teams know how to scheme to get good players out of the game. And I think the Rams are going to bend over backwards. So let me ask you a question, Bombo. Yeah, okay, so like I've drafted in a lot of teams, Brandon Ayuk, and I went in thinking, okay, he's the second guy, but he's going to have some games. You know, there's going to be a couple games where he blows up and you're hoping you're starting him those weeks. Is this one of those weeks for Brandon Ayuk? 
and they're just going to shut Debo down and try to let him beat him because they know how you can't beat him. And but he's going to have a pretty good day and you could play him or is it just they're going to shut everything down? What do you think? I think it's smart to play a Uke in this game. They have one really good shutdown corner and then everybody else is kind of suspect, right? I mean, you had Drake London go off on him last week. Well, I don't even think um, Jalen Ramsey shut down, but that's is, me. But I mean, all right, fucker, I'm going to play Brandon Ayuk then because you said play. so. <laughs> if he shits the bed. And I think Ayuk's their number one. Tell you the truth, when it comes down to just oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. wide receiver talent, yeah, he's, they he's just their use number Debo one because he's a bowling ball. You know, he's a bowling. I mean, it sucks for anybody on that team who built up that that rapport with Trey Lance all summer and didn't have to didn't get any passes thrown from Jimmy G. And like you always say, King, this is yeah. this is preseason right now, right? I mean, weeks one through four is preseason, especially for the Niners. Was there because Jimmy G was on vacation? He was holding uh, the clipboard. He was like the dude from Blue Mountain State. Yeah. He wants to be the perennial backup. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, he was, he was looking yeah, for property was in Carolina. Like, I want to be somewhere else next year, man. Fuck, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was just chilling. So, yeah, all of a sudden he's got to take it serious again. Damn, he's got to fucking study and shit. But, all right. All right, guys. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and give out my must sit of this week. And I'm going to take another page out of Bombo's book, right? So hear me out. This guy, DJ Moore for this week, the last three weeks, he has, he has totaled 50 yards in three total weeks. I mean, this, I mean, this is, this is ridiculous, right? Bombo always says that DJ Moore is quarterback proof and he really is for the most part. But now, guys, we found the quarterback that did him in. He sunk this battleship, and that's Baker Mayfield. And so now DJ Moore just got Bakered. And I can't see him kind of having big games right now. And if you drafted him and he was your number one or number two receiver on there, I wouldn't even put him in the flex position. This is one of those types of situations where until him and Baker kind of start Clicking, you're just going to have him ride the bench and you got to plug somebody else into those positions because I don't see him having any big games anytime soon. And it's sad. I have so much stock in DJ Moore across many leagues. And I joke with, with you guys, you've heard of shutdown corners. Baker is a shutdown quarterback. There's no, He's going to make sure to get nothing out of your best receiver. Uh, even if it means it's his best receiver. I mean, we saw, hey, oh, maybe Odell's dad was right, right? Uh, hey, total so, cock block. Odell's dad was right. Around. He was. I, I kept telling you, King, that Odell is not. All right, I'm going to go ahead and give you my set. I'm not going to listen to that, T. I'm not going to listen to you bad and Baker like that. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. Look, dude, I sort of like those commercials. All right, King. Well, why don't you go ahead and lead us into your must sit of week four? Well, I think it's the opposite of your must start, T. I'm going to go with Travis Etienne. You know, James Robinson seems to have just like taken over that backfield. He's just showing the rookie this is what you do, and they're not going to take him off the field. They'll put Etienne in during, you know, certain situations and things that – you know, more pass catching opportunities and things like that, or speed options on the outside, that kind of stuff. But man, with James Robinson balling like this, and I, I think Bombo mentioned it, you know, if guys drafted him, they got him for nothing. Eighth, ninth round, something like that. Guys were investing second round, third round picks on Etienne. So, I mean, there's a lot of guys that are pissed off right now because this guy's just not getting the 
he's not getting the opportunities and he, he's probably not even really understanding the, the NFL yet. So just give him a little while. Etienne will come around. But this week, my must sit, Travis Etienne. I'm actually right there with you, King. I represent what you just said. Yeah, I'm kind of pissed off because I did pick him up kind of early thinking he was going to ball out and he has done nothing but shit the bed for me so far. I'm not ready to give up on the kid just yet, but I can't play him right now. And so he's riding the pine on on uh, two of my leagues actually right now. Yeah, he was drafted with the expectation that his ceiling is Austin Eckler, but we have to also accept the fact that his floor is Giovanni Bernard. So right now he's being used like Giovanni Bernard and hopefully he'll get Eckler usage. But the, right now the Jags are controlling the clock. The Jags are not a bad team. They might be, you know, take the Raiders out of the equation and now the insert the Jags as far as who was there last year that's going to be there this year. Keep an eye on the Jags, man. They're, 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 they're clicking on all cylinders right now. And it starts with that quarterback and that running game. It just hits the end. Yeah, Bombo. But you know what? Even when they try to use him like an Eckler, he he dropped it on the goal line on a on a really easy pass. I mean, he just dropped it. Or he fumbled on the goal line too. So even when he's getting those opportunities, not making the best use out of those opportunities at all. He's kind of blowing them. He's played three NFL games. He's played three NFL games. That's all I gotta say. Wait till the end of the year, guys. Hey. He'll have a decent year. Yeah. You know, by the end of the year, his stats yeah, will be we're, decent. We're hoping. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, don't start don't him start this start week. Him just don't start, well, don't start him for the next couple weeks, I think, until he shows something. <laughs> and unfortunately, really, I mean, in, unless James Robinson goes down in the next couple weeks, he's not going to get a big hunk of, of carries. He's going to have to earn them. You know, but I think the kid's talented. He's good. He can take it to the house at any point. So... All right, guys. Well, okay. So now we got to start transitioning into our key fantasy injuries. A lot of guys are dinged up. Yeah, it's only week three, but there's been a lot of injuries. We've kind of covered them. You know, we go week by week and covering them. And this week's no exception. So during week three, we had a couple guys have some issues. Either they went down completely or they're a little bit banged up to the point where I don't know. Should we be concerned? Should we not be concerned? So I'm going to just throw out a couple names. This is certainly not all of them, but these are some of the more fantasy relevant guys. You know, we got guys like Delvin Cook with a shoulder, David Montgomery with his knee slash ankle, DeAndre Swift with his ankle and shoulder, Mac Jones with a high ankle sprain, and Sterling Shepard completely done for the season with his knee. So, you know, I'm going to ask you, King, what do you think the impact is going to be on some of these fantasy owners with these guys kind of getting dinged up and or just going down in general? Well, I think there was a couple other guys that finished the game, too, that are, are probably going to be feeling it this week. You know, I'm going to say this, too, guys. There's guys sometimes they don't get hurt, but they just get wore out. And sometimes the next game they're shitty. And I'm just thinking about Josh Allen. That dude was on the field for like 90 plays or something stupid like that in 120 degree weather he was cramping for two days or something they were saying fuck dog that's crazy but i mean obviously the biggest one the impact is going to be mac jones i mean sure they got brian hoyer i guess it's the same thing but his his ankle sprain's pretty bad and one of the doctors recommended surgery and he's getting another opinion and they're going to try to do without surgery and it's going to take a long time to heal it if it's something that needs surgery you're looking at least eight weeks six weeks so we'll see what happens there. But Dalvin Cook sublexed his shoulder, so he partially popped it out. 
Montgomery is David Montgomery. He's probably going to miss a game or two. Same with DeAndre Swift. I mean, these guys, even when they go in and play when they're hurt, they're just ineffective to me. I mean, that's what I've seen. And like you said, unfortunately, Sterling Shepard's done for the year. You know, but I think another guy to keep an eye on this week, and he has a short week, is Tua. He got hurt a little bit last week. You know, and they were saying maybe it was a concussion. He, like, looked like he took a header. You know, I'm going to stick with his back, hoping it's a back, and he just misses a week or something and can throw to Tyreek Hill all, all year long because they have a lot of Tyreek Hill. But, yeah, that's all I got to say. Now, I really think, though, that uh, maybe DeAndre Swift is kind of out of that list is kind of going to be one of those guys that a lot of fantasy owners are going to miss if he's out for an extended period of time. Now, I mean, to be fair, right. He misses time every single season since he's been in the league. He's always missed two, three games. He he seems to get a little banged up and he'll, he'll miss a little bit of time, but I don't know that one when he's in the games, he balls out. So for fantasy owners, that's, I mean, that that's what you want. So it kind of hurts if you if you have to sit a guy like that, I don't know. That's just my opinion, but it just really seems like, you know, a lot of guys they grab him high because they they love his upside and for for a good reason, right? Rightfully so. Dalvin Cook still a high price to pay for that guy too. You know what I mean? And he was having a pretty good game. I think he had a touchdown, ninety some yards rushing. You know what I mean? So he was on his way, and he hurt himself in the third mm-hmm. quarter. So he would have been well over a hundred. He was getting 10-yard chunks. He's a good running back, you know, so it's just a matter of him clicking in that offense too. So, I mean, both those guys are being missed. But I think both of them, it's like we talked about, is, you know, their handcuffs and the guys behind them are probably going to step in and do pretty good. Is Jamal Williams, the guy who used to play for Green Bay, and Dalvin Cook's got Alexander Madison, who's already been there a couple years, knows the offense, knows the personnel. So, I mean, they're going to do okay, both those guys. So if you got them, you got lucky. Guys who got Khalil Herbert behind David Montgomery, you got lucky. You know, and that's what it takes sometimes. You got to take that backup guy and hoping, not hoping, but, you know, unfortunately, if the guy goes down, you got to start her now. Right, right on the money, King. That, you know, there's, those are the parallels between us fantasy owners and the real owners and the real owners of these organizations. They're smart enough to have the handcuff, high quality handcuffs. Every one of these guys that you mentioned, these running backs, Swift, Cook, Montgomery, they get hurt. These guys get, you know, these guys have been getting hurt for the past two or three seasons. And the teams did what they can to make sure they have a quality backup where that doesn't miss a step. And in the case of Herbert, you know, sometimes that backup just needs that opportunity. And good thing that these teams have that quality backup. And each one of these guys has a backup that can that can be a workhorse. So uh, take notes, fantasy fans, you know, do what these real GMs are doing and get your handcuffs. It's getting that time of year. Preseason is yeah, over. No, it's absolutely. Time. All right, guys. Well, kind of transitioning from the injury lists now, because of those injuries, we're going to have to start thinking about our waiver wires. So this is going to be who are the guys that we're going to grab off of those waiver wires because either we're sitting a guy, guys shitting the bed, or we're just going to go out and grab somebody because of injuries. Right. So King, who the hell do you have this week as your waiver wire must get? Well, I think it goes back to our injury list. You know, those three running backs we talked about are hurt, man. You want to grab one of those guys because they're going to be starters. You know, and I looked at it and I just, you know, for me, my thought was, okay, even in a couple of leagues, I drafted Khalil Herbert because I knew what he did last year and he's a good running back. And he still gets carries even though Montgomery's there. 
But when I looked in ESPN, he's only owned in 52% of leagues. That's insane. Okay, guys, 48% of you, go pick up Khalil Herbert. Okay, pick him up this week, play him, because he's probably better than your second running back, or if your flex is sucking balls, put him in there. But Khalil Herbert in 48% of your guys' leagues, go get him. And that's a big one right there. And, you know, that was my uh, must-play kind of guy. So good call, King. I'm going to support that 100% for sure. So, uh, Bombo, who the hell do you have as your waiver wire for the week? So let's say uh, during your draft you went with, you rolled the dice, you took Trey Lance, or you drafted Dak Prescott, or you were going to go with old man Brady. And we, we've seen these guys pretty much take a shit all year. Trey Lance, Dak Prescott going down with injury, Brady just not having any weapons. So what do you do about a quarterback? You could probably go out there and get yourself a Carson Wentz, but you know he's put up a goose egg this past year, I mean, this past week. Look at Jared Goff. Now, when he has his full array of weapons around him, Chark, Reynolds, Amon Ra, those running backs, Hawkinson, they're asking him to throw the ball like 40 times a game and, and he's producing results. He's the number 11 quarterback on the year right now with fantasy points. That makes him a QB one. He's better than Rodgers. He's better than Wilson. He's better than Brady. He's better than Stafford. That may, he not, may not be more talented than, than them, but math wise, points wise, he's putting more points up than those guys by far. You know, the guys that I just named are in the 20s. This guy's, you know, top 12. You know, he's going to have his ups and downs. It's Jared Goff, right? We're not, we're not, this guy's not taking you to the Super Bowl, but he may take you to your championship game if you ride him and he's putting up the numbers that he's been putting up. And worst comes to worst, he's a serviceable quarterback. Take him off the waiver wire so that nobody else can get him. Maybe you're stashing him. Maybe you're use him as a backup if you're rolling out there with a Kirk Cousins or a Tom Brady or something like that because he's going to win you some weeks. The top 12 quarterback should not be on your waiver wire. Take advantage of your league mates. Take advantage of that waiver wire. Get him off the waiver wire. I think it's a good point. And even hey, the fact if you have a guy and you'd really, your backup really isn't, you know, doing shit or you, you know, like T, you drafted fucking Baker as your backup, you know, yeah, go get him, you know, go get him. Yeah. yeah. I, I never would have done that, but kind of now that I'm listening to Bombo and what he was saying right there about take advantage of your, your league mates, is that why you keep trying to propose trades to me? You keep trying to take advantage of me, man. Now I see what the hell's going on. Jesus Christ, you sent me like three trade proposals today and every single one of them I'm looking at going, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you know, you're trying to take advantage of me big time. You know, some people draw during business meetings. I'm just sitting there just messing around on the on the app, just throwing out. You were one of probably about eight. Nine. Yeah, I was like I was three. But now I see where your head. There was at, like so three good. of them that you threw out to me. And then I counter proposaled with a straight up offer instead of all these convoluted ones. And you denied it right away, man. That was kind of weak. There was good value there, too. There was there was really good value there. So, all right. All right. I'm going to go ahead and go into my waiver wire of the week. And I got to tell you guys, this guy right here, he's a rookie. He's not a big name, but there's merit to it. And the reason why there's merit to it is... You got to follow what everybody is doing and what you see right now, right? So for me, it's Romeo Dobbs. Now, take away the the drop that he had. Take away the douchebag piece of shit for a human being that he has throwing to him right now. This kid 
balled out last week, right? And there's a reason why all of a sudden his rostered in ESPN Fantasy jumped up 12 points, almost 13 full points. He was on less than 20% rosters, and now he's over 32% of the rosters. And there's a reason for it. This kid had a hell of a week, you know, and when you think about it, Sammy Watkins and Christian Watson are both injured right now. That doesn't leave much to throw at, right? You got Randall Cobb, who's out there with this rascal, and you got Lazard. And Lazard's not even looking that healthy right now. He had his ankle issue, and then he was sucking wind and overheating in the last game after he he caught that touchdown. But the kid, the kid looks really, really good. He's starting to build a little bit of chemistry with Douchebag. So I really think that everybody's got to try to get this guy off of waiver wires or do what Bombo said and try to like take advantage and like steal him away from somebody on your, you know, one of your league mates. Cause this guy, he's going to start by the, by mid season, he's going to start balling out. So for me, it's got to be Romeo Dobbs. He just better not drop something wide open or else. Aaron Rodgers will never look his way. And, and I think that's the problem, man. It's like they're, he's they're like Aaron Rodgers is such a dick. But anyway. That's true. That's true. Thanks for the insight there, King. All right, guys, that's going to lead us into our next segment of Daily Fantasy Sports DFS. And, you know, we, we kind of going at this every single week. Some of us win some, some of us lose some. King all the time's losing a ton of money. <laughs> Pombo's breaking even. I'm lucky if I win like a, a dollar here or there. I mean, we we kind of suck at it, but hey, we're having fun with it, guys. So uh, we're going to go ahead and start off with King, and he's going to give us who his lineup is. Of well, this before week. I start, King. assholes, right, we said we're going to start keeping track for the audience of what our teams score. So don't bypass Correct. that shit again, T, because you're just talking shit about me. I'm going to throw my coconuts out there and see. you guys are going to see my scores now against everybody. And we'll see if I'm really that bad. Bring it. I think I am. But anyway, because it's 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 so like oh, DFS is so fucked up. Sometimes you just have an awesome lineup and your team does so shitty. And then the guy who wins played all these fucking obscure motherfuckers anyway. All right. So I'm just going to get started. I said, fuck it. I'm going Josh Allen. You know, after what happened in, in Miami, he's a little pissed off. Been on IVs for two or three days getting ready. Against Baltimore, Tua lit up Baltimore. Josh Allen's going to rip him a new asshole. He was expensive. He was the highest price guy, him and Lamar, 8900 But I think other than that, I mean, he's going to be, he's going to ball out this week. So I'm going Josh Allen. I'm going to stack him with Stephon Diggs, another high price guy at 8700 The rest of my receivers are going to be Drake London. And I put Noah Brown in there. I don't know if you guys watched any of the Dallas game, but he flashed a little bit. I'm hoping he gets in the end zone this week and he does pretty good. So I got Noah Brown on the cheap. But honestly, Drake London was only 700 bucks more than him. And Drake London's got a really good matchup against Cleveland at home. So I think it's, it's going to be a good week for him. My running backs, I got them cheap. I got both these guys around 68, 6,900. Javante Williams, good matchup against Vegas. And Damian Pierce against the Chargers. Chargers are banged up. Joey Bosa got hurt. We didn't talk about any defensive guys. But Joey Bosa is probably going to be out for a while. He's on the IR now. So I just think they're going to be reeling a little bit. I think the inside is going to be a little bit soft. 
And I think Houston's actually going to do some stuff against them. And we'll see what happens. But I took Njoku as my tight end. And what I decided to do was I went with the cheapest defense. Because I just really think they can... I know they didn't really stop Baltimore this week. But Baltimore only scored a touchdown a quarter. Except for the third quarter. And there was a couple turnovers. So I like New England to sort of shut down Green Bay. I think Green Bay's got like, you know, minimal weapons on the outside. They're kids. I think they can throw some exotic looks at them and they're going to confuse them a little bit. And I think it might stifle that offense, I'm hoping. So I got them on the cheap. But then I threw in my flex. I threw in my boy Amari Cooper. So I got two Cleveland guys in there. I'm hoping for a shootout in Atlanta because Atlanta seems to shoot out with everybody. You know, they even let Indy come back at the in the first game. They did all that shit. Everybody just comes back on them. So I'm hoping the same thing, or they come back on them. So, you know, it's going to be a good game, I hope. And that's my lineup, and it left me with 500 bucks. So maybe I should go spend it somewhere else, but I think I'm going to stick with this lineup, guys. It's not a bad lineup. It's not a bad lineup. Hopefully it'll be good enough to win you some money this week, King. 300 grand, baby. Then the $5, I'm in the million dollar. Right. Well, you know what? Uh, then I expect for us to at least. Because at you know what sucks, guys? If you guys scored enough points to win the million dollar thing and you guys played like the 25 cent thing like you do, T. Not a million. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then you're going to win like 150 bucks instead of 300 grand. All right, Bombo. So uh, why don't you give us your DFS lineup for this week? All right. My DFS lineup. I went with a little bit of, you know, I didn't go as expensive at quarterback, but it went as, you know, size I felt comfortable with, with Jalen Hurts against the Jags at 8,600. He's on fire. We spoke about it earlier. Give me all the Hurts. With running back, I went, with running back, I went Najee Harris versus the Jets at 7,000. You could run on that team and he's due. I mean, he's a, he's a first round pick, fantasy first round pick. He just hasn't shown it yet. And I think this is a really good get right spot for Harris. With my other running back, I went Rashad Penny at 6,700. He's now the like the unquestioned starter. They haven't gone to the rookie yet, haven't given him too many carries. Penny has the talent as long as he's healthy. I and mean, the Lions are having a really hard time stopping the run. So just give me Penny at 6,700 versus the Lions. Then I went a little expensive at receiver and went Diggs, 8,700 versus the Ravens because the Ravens can't stop a nosebleed and Diggs is that guy. I'm banking on Brandon Cooks at my other receiver at 6,400 versus the Chargers. He's been asleep, right? And they, they haven't been throwing to him. He hasn't been producing the way that we want him to produce and i think this is a really good spot versus a, a really vulnerable chargers team i agree with king i think that you shouldn't look at that game like the chargers are walking over the texans texans are playing with a lot of heart and they got weapons right now but my other receiver i went Allen robinson versus san francisco like i was saying earlier with mcveigh hearing everybody talk there's all this talk is Allen robinson a bust do they know how to use them i think they're going to go out of their way to use them and uh, they're going to pick on that san francisco secondary and what i expect to be a dogfight, which should be a high scoring game Give me all the Allen Robinson at 5,800. For tight end, I went with Mr. Old Reliable, Dallas Goddard at 6,200 versus the Jags. Don't expect him to go off, but he is a top five tight end. That's a good price for what I was willing to pay. My flex, Javante Williams versus Las Vegas. This is that game. We spoke about it earlier. He's going to go off on what I say is the worst team in the league. So give me all the Javante at 6,900 for my flex. Defense, I went Colts at 3,700 versus the Titans. They put up some decent numbers against Kansas City last week. So just give me the Colts against a really like a Titans team that I feel is 
overachieving right now. They went over on, on the Raiders. So now they got people thinking that they're back in it. They're not back in it. So give me the Colts at 3,700 versus the Titans. And I have no money left over. And hopefully this wins me some money. Oh, I like that. Hopefully it's a winning lineup there. You know, it's funny, guys. I, your lineup? Looking at both of your G- Oh, he's going to be that what's funny. Your lineup? I'm looking at what you did, King, and what Bombo did. And, you know, we have some similarities in our lineup. I'm going to throw know, a tidbit so out for you. Stat of the day, stat of the day. Like 60% of the winners in these big jackpots have like more than $2,000 left over. I don't know how that's possible. You know what I yeah. mean? But I read some article, like some big to? thing on like the jackpot winners and how, you know, how they calculated and what they do. And then one of the tidbits in there was like 62% of the million dollar winners. Like there's been like 120 of them or something. 62% of those guys had like more than $2,200 or something left in their bank with their lineup. Damn. I don't know how that's they possible. They need to teach a class or something. Huh? Yeah. They need to teach a class. They, ha- if they, they ain't going to teach shit. They ain't showing nobody class. nothing. They're going to rake that They should. Up, they can make more money that way. I don't know about that. I'm just saying. All right. So for this week, uh, my laugh, quarterback. Bro. Make his laugh. <laughs> are you Are you done? Are you done? Yeah. It sucks, right, so dude, that your week. lineup looks like shit every time you say it, and you win more money than me, and you score more points than me. It sucks every time. Anyway, go. And you say make you laugh, right? Isn't it make you cry? Is that you just laugh so much that you cry? I mean, that's really what it is at this point, right? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, so I'm fucking ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? Like, fuck, dude, I don't get it. But go ahead. And the funny thing is you were showing Bombo and I both how to do this. You're the guy that brought us into the whole DFS world. Anyway, guys, so so for this week, I got Jalen Hurts as my quarterback at 8,600. Kind of with Bombo on this one, I think he's, you know, he's going to continue to ball out. And until he shows us otherwise, he's a good value at that point. For my two running backs, I I took a different approach with my two running backs. And I went kind of mid-tier, but I'm kind of going for the upside into production. So I went James Robinson at 7,800 and Khalil Herbert at 7,200 as my two starting running backs. They're not the high-end running backs as far as dollar value, but you're going to get the most production out of them. So I felt that they're they're really excellent value at, at their price point. For my receivers, I went Marquise Brown. Again, I I went to looking at production for the value, right? 7,700. I went Drake London for 6,300 and Romeo Dobbs, right? I did say, I did call out guys that, uh, you know, Romeo Dobbs is going to be kind of one of those sleeper guys that are going to start blowing up and he's a must get on your waiver. Well, this is me kind of putting my money where my mouth is. But then I turned around and I went really high end. I went out and grabbed the number one tight end on the market at $8,400 at Mark Andrews. This guy is just, he's special. At this point right now, he's getting more everything, more yards, more touchdowns, more everything than than any other tight end in the game at the moment. So you got to kind of keep riding that guy. And for my flex, I went I went budget because I started running out of money and I'm trying to think, okay, who can I get that might give me some production at that flex part? And so I went to George Pickens. I don't expect him to do much, but hey, if he can, bonus. And with my last pick is the defense. Well, 
in DFS, I'm looking and defense doesn't score us a ton of points anyway. And I'm hoping that my other players can kind of make up for that. And I went with the cheapest defense, the very last defense on the roster at $3,000. And that's the Raiders. They have right now the lowest ranked defense and it shows. And but that left me with a zero balance. So I have no more money to spend. And they're that pretty much wrapped up my whole entire DFS lineup, guys. All right, King. Now you can laugh. Yeah, no, I mean, come on, Bombo. We picked a Raiders D. I mean, just thinking there, I mean, they get scored on. They're going to score like 50 points this week because he took them. That's the shit that sucks. I like the pickings uh, in your flex. That's coconuts. But because uh, a lot of people are ready to write him off, just that offense. In Dude, general. he's going to have to ball out on those two targets. He just saying. No, he, if you, if you noticed last game, he kind of, he's real vocal and he, he went off on the sidelines uh, and it seemed like Mitch got a little scared and just started force feeding him the ball after that in the fourth quarter in that game. And he was getting, he was getting the looks, but they were coming from Mitch. So not a, a lot of them weren't on target. Even that cir- circus catch that he made wasn't even a good throw. He just made the most of it. Like he was plastic uh, man, dude. Throw. He had to catch <laughs> that thing like plastic man and shit, dude. Mitch the bitch. Mitch, I mean, please. Mitch, I mean, Mitch, Mitch please. please. Yeah. Come on. There's not going to be anything on target. You know, Mitch's zone is like if you're within five yards of of the receiver, that's kind of where he's going to be. So you got to kind of go for it wherever you can. So, yeah, it's an excellent point there, Bombo. Hopefully we can see him do some more of that, especially for my sake, for my DFS sake, I should say. So. All right, everyone, that's going to pretty much wrap us up for this week. Great show. Great show, guys. Good shit. Really loved it. And uh, hopefully somebody out there learned something. I know I didn't, especially from King. I learned absolutely nothing. I probably learned more from Bombo this week, but hey, that's all right. So with that, guys, we're going to start wrapping up. Before we do, though, I'd like to throw it out there to both of the gentlemen and say, hey, you know, do you have any closing words? So, Bombo, I'm going to go ahead and throw it to you first. You got any kind of closing words before we wrap this up? Yeah, I'm just going to touch on something that King brings up all the time. You know, none of these teams play starters in the preseason. So weeks one through four is really the preseason for a lot of these teams, especially these high end offenses that we expect big fantasy points from. So from weeks four and on, it's starting to get nitty gritty. And if you're sitting there at, you know, one and two, you know, oh, and three. Start re- trying to really reevaluate your team. Start looking at all your the, your league mates' teams. See where you can fill some holes. And you might have to take a loss. Or you may have to take the the wrong side of a trade. But you need to do what you got to do it in order to really start getting with the nitty gritty. Now that the seasons are starting, so first thing you should do is listen to us. That's one. Second thing you do is you know make sure that you're handcuffing your studs, and you know. Don't second guess yourself. If you spend a high draft pick on a guy that you think can blow up at any time, make sure that he just stays in your lineup. Don't be afraid of the matchups unless we tell you to be afraid of the matchups. Then that's different. But, you know, it's it's this is now the meat and potatoes of the season. So best of luck to everybody. And remember, let's not. I think that's a great point is, is don't, you know, start switching your studs out just because they've had a couple bad weeks. You drafted them there. You got to ride them. They're your they're your season. Unless you got somebody crazy blowing up like a James Robinson or something. Yeah, get him in your lineup. But that's a great, those are all great points, Bombo. 
Excellent. Excellent points. So King, do you have any closing words to share with us? Not much closing words, but I just want to throw a shout out, man. I know we didn't talk much about him. We talked about one of his receivers, but I want to give a shout out to Jalen Hurts. You know, I was really high on Jalen Hurts last year and Jalen Hurts sort of shit the bed a little bit. And he sort of flattened out in the middle of the year and really never really spiked again. And I don't know, man, it just, to me, it was disappointing. And I didn't think he was capable of taking the kind of step that he's taken already this year. And he took a Josh Allen kind of step like Josh Allen did in his third year. And if this guy keeps up this pace, man, wow, this is going to be a hell of a season, him and Lamar. And those two fools might be meeting each other in the Super Bowl. And that would be one hell of a fucking Super Bowl, guys. That's all I got to say. So I just want to give a shout out to Jalen Hurts. That's a good one. Hopefully he's listening somewhere out there and uh, he's going to over there reach out to you on social media and say, hey, King, this one's for you. All right, guys, that's going to end it for us today. So with that, I am Sweet T for RW King and Bombo. We are out. Peace. Yeah.